Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. <laughs> so I was late to recording this morning and I didn't tell you why, but I'm ready to now. Okay. Okay. Why are you late? Were you I pooping? got sucked in. <laughs> uh, I wasn't not, but more importantly, I got sucked into a Twitter thread of a guy who was watching The Princess Bride for the first time ever with zero context. Oh, no. And he was like live tweeting it and it was so so funny it made me cry with laughter i could not get it together because he's like oh my god the dread pirate roberts is wesley (laughs) like he's having all these revelations and also he doesn't know any of the actors because it came out so long ago they're all so young he just keeps calling fred savage the kid (laughs) kid. and stuff like that (laughs) and then he'll have realizations that specific gifts are from the princess bride like what the mailwitch thing is from this movie (laughs) it was like 150 tweets long and i could not stop reading it you know how i love a good twitter thread so i'm gonna hunt this down and find it yeah i'll 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 link it to you because (laughs) you you will love it it is such a delight oh my gosh and it made me want to rewatch that movie like right now oh i i think i forced holman to watch it like a couple months ago because he's never seen a lot of the movies that i've grown up with yeah. And it just came out on Korean Netflix. So I was like, um, we're going to watch it. I'm going to force you to watch this movie. <laughs> I did that with, all, with that movie as well as Big Fat Greek Wedding. I made him watch oh. Big Fat Greek Wedding because that's like lit- legitimately I my love... family, but just turn it Southern. And that's my family. <laughs> I love that movie so much. so much. I saw it in theaters probably four or five times. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Like, and Homan also realized that that was basically our life before like going in and like meeting his family. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm trying to prepare you ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. For what you're going to, you're Ian and literally like his English name is Ian. So, (laughs) (laughs) and also the whole like difference in like what people are willing to eat thing is like very, because your family's like, here are all these fried things. And Homan's like, no, thank you. And like, and like the sub, like in the weird Christian context that comes up in the weirdest of places, like. (laughs) totally done you know i think i think that i made nathan and maybe even my sister go see my big fat greek wedding two with me also mm-hmm. and i fucking loved it because it was such fan service it was yeah. like not a great movie but we got to see all the exact same people exactly that's what all it I was expect. so awesome yeah i loved it yeah. that is a really good thing to make him watch i'm so glad he's seen it <laughs> That he'll get like forty percent more of my jokes because and, he's and, and I just movie. appreciate like a good Joey Fatone like showing up. I love him. So I love Joey much. Fatone showing up the most random of some movies like that movie, and then there's the Christmas movie. Like yes, Christmas I was just from last thinking year. about that Christmas movie from last year. I don't expect him to be anything else but Joey Fatone in whatever job yeah. he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy so much. It is just such a delight. But yeah, so that Twitter thread was something to behold, okay. and I couldn't tear myself away. <laughs> Away from it. Well, because I was like, I was like 15 minutes late to recording. Because I was, of it. I was thinking, I was like, oh, I thought Holly said four, but maybe she slept in, or maybe I just finished. I don't know time. I'm just, I'm just gonna sit here, and when she pops up saying she's almost ready, I'm good. So <laughs> I wasn't. And worried. then I said I'll be ready in three minutes, and that was when I was done with the with reading the Twitter th- thread, and then I still had to like set up my computer and get my coffee and stuff. <laughs> So I, love I was it. all over the place. It's totally fine. I will allow this one time for the Twitter thread to have hijacked you. <laughs> Thank you. And maybe Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> it was a very good reason. to pick card of the day yes it is because because <laughs> you I had forced you esther did. to do it at the i last did it last week time. on the podcast yeah last week <laughs> seven days ago when we last pulled a card of the day esther did it yes <laughs> twas i you did such a good job thank you it's this, very is, this will be the job. only episode ever where i remember the last week's card of the week <laughs> Esther pulled a five of wands. Yes, last week. And it was definitely a five of wands episode. <laughs> and it was definitely last week. Yes. <laughs> Today, oh. we have the ten of pentacles. Oh, that's very A little nice bit more stable. 
Because now we know that I just have to be out of here in like an hour and yeah. we can totally do that. Yeah, we can. We're feeling more established and less frantic for the yes. second episode of Definitely. the morning. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so our first question for the episode is from Katrina. I loved this question. Okay. Katrina says, I'm having a bit of an issue and I'm not sure how to take care of it. I'm hoping you two can help. Lately, I have been getting a lot of requests about doing either free or just any sort of reading. I'm not really sure how to handle the situation and still be respectful and nice without hurting someone's feelings. I choose not to read or answer questions pertaining to someone else's life other than mine. I just don't feel comfortable in a fear of messing up if I do or and say something they would consider me as fake or something. Either way, I wouldn't want to read for anyone and choose to do display my readings only. Basically, she's saying she just posts, posted on Instagram for herself. She doesn't oh, want okay, to okay, like, okay. advertise reading. Okay. I only have the need to talk to my ancestors and spirit guides. Please help. I liked this because I think that that is like a weird part of the tarot Instagram scene. Yes. There is a certain point where people start asking you for shit constantly. And they're usually people you don't have a relationship with. You've no, never gotten like, like a random people that never like talk to if you. it were actually somebody that I knew, I think it'd be more okay. I'd yeah. be like, oh yeah, I'm not really comfortable with reading for other people yet. Like that's just that ends the conversation. Right. But when they're strangers, you're like, is this person gonna like be a total jerk if I say no? Yeah. The answer is maybe, but usually not. Usually yeah. they're just like buckshot approaching free readings. Right, exactly. Like just contacting anybody that uses the hashtag tarot reader. Yeah. And asking them for a reading. Yeah. I don't think I've had anyone ask, approach, or approach me for, like, saying, like, up front, like, hi, can you give me a free reading? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's just the aesthetic I have, like, this, like, this mental wall. I'm like, nope, nope, not going to do it. Nope. Too many not- snakes. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the snakes. The snakes are protecting. I think if, like, you have, you kind of have to have a blurb up front, like, when someone approaches you, you always go back to like, sorry, I don't do pr- readings for anyone else. You know, yeah. here you can go, you can, you know, you can go to this person and they are a great reader that can read for you. Yeah. Or even say like, this is an account you may want to follow for tips about learning how to read tarot. Right. Or if they really want a free reading, you can always have them email us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and yeah, that's very we're true. looking for questions for <laughs> you our You have to wait for a few weeks, but time. you know, we'll read your yeah, phone for free. Exactly. <laughs> um, but also like there are lots of accounts that do like free one card draws on the weekend. So just kind of that's take mental true. note of who and just say, hey, like so-and-so will do a free, they do all, they do lots of free card readings from the weekends maybe they'll be able to yeah so maybe follow them yeah Yeah, exactly but the main thing is that it's you can't if somebody has the audacity to just like come (laughs) out of nowhere and ask you for a free reading there's a pretty good chance their feelings won't be hurt if you say no and if they are that's so much more about them than about you yes and if if their message hasn't been approved yet just don't accept their message and decline it that's like the great passive aggressive way just to not deal with them anymore (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) the non-response yeah but I think I think that that it's really good to know your boundaries because yes. the like first of all I don't think anyone would think that you were faking it if you no. did do a reading for them because you know what you're doing and we know Katrina because she's in our Facebook group yeah and we follow her on Instagram like she Purple Moon Goddess I think is her screen name yes um, but she's so. like she's learning but she knows what she's doing so it's not so much like don't let the reason why you're not reading for other people be imposter syndrome but exactly. if you are not reading for others like you say because you know you're just doing it for yourself and you don't want to involve other people's business and kind of your energy then that yeah. is completely fine and just saying like yeah these cards are for me sorry but yeah so and so does profile to say sorry no free readings or no readings or whatever. yeah that's true you can always just yeah. kind of do it that way if you don't want yeah. to like you know like write back to people just have like the little i because th- i've seen that before where like you don't have to just yeah people back i don't know i always feel like for some reason that always to me feels like unnecessarily wall like putting up walls unnecessarily because most people who see that are going to be like well i wasn't going to anyway (laughs) well i just see i'm like okay so for me it's just kind of like you're establishing a boundary from the get-go because if katrina's getting this on a constant basis where someone like me i'm not getting it so i wouldn't kind of need it but maybe to kind of fend off the people to begin with just kind of I think it's using specific I really do feel like it's using specific um hashtags. hashtags yeah yeah I think if you use a specific hashtag and I don't know what it is maybe like 
daily tarot or something, people are more likely to kind of like approach. approach in that way. I yeah, don't know. Maybe. But I think that just say like you not worrying about how they're going to take it is the first yeah. step because you know what you're comfortable with and you have every single right to keep those boundaries up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because people so don't will, yeah, ask and yeah, don't worry about it. Just people just kind of understand people will ask and just kind of have something in Evernote or like in notes like app just copy and paste it like sorry i don't do readings but here are some people who yeah. do and it's just kind of like it's no there's no positive or negative energy it's just a neutral message to them that or you have leave prepared. it on red even if they can see that yeah. you've read it who cares yeah that's true <laughs> that's what i would do i would just decline it because i avoid <laughs> conflict at all cost yeah you're like i don't want to participate <laughs> I don't in this, do with this at so. all just yeah. do the passive aggressive thing and ignore yeah. it <laughs> exactly but also i think that you've you have a well-reasoned not like yeah. reason not to so that's the good thing is that yeah. you're you've already thought this through it's not like it's some sort of yeah weird... don't feel like you need to explain yourself to people that, that don't exactly know you. exactly Our second question is from Savan. Savan says, my husband is a 100% medically disabled veteran veteran for PTSD, specifically delayed onset PTSD, which will never get better. I've been reading tarot as an amateur for the last 10 years, and he's recently gotten a huge interest in it in the last few years. And now that I'm trying to become more professional, we are looking for a deck to help us delve deeper with his PTSD. He calls his PTSD Venom, which is a totally accurate description if you know about the superhero slash anti-superhero. Do you have any recommendations for darker themed decks that are more masculine and not crazy fantasy themed, which made me laugh because I do feel like there's (laughs) a lot of masculine decks with super fantasy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just like nothing but wizards. Yes. (laughs) Um, Additional info. I Okay. So then she submitted a second question like five minutes later that was like, I also just wanted to mention um, Mm. I was looking at the Mary L tarot and the wayward tarot. And also then she asks if we have any spreads for coping with trauma, with trauma or delving deeper into real feelings related to PTSD, et cetera, that you swear by. So uh, I guess the first thing is that there is a tarot for wild soul soul episode. I can't believe I mispronounced the word soul <laughs> tarot for wild soul for the wild soul has a trauma informed tarot episode. It's episode number 40. So that I'll link it in our one. show notes. Yeah, Esther, I'll link it in the show notes. That might be a good thing to check out. And then also check out our review of Tarot for Troubled Times because both Esther and I remember it as being like touching on a lot of issues surrounding trauma that could be really helpful. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, obviously, therapy, medication, all that stuff is like the primary way of coping with it. Mm -hmm. But uh, Terror for Troubled Times has a series of spreads and kind of like encouragements to create your own spreads about sort of like moving through feelings you're dealing with. Yeah. And I think that that is relevant for any kind of trauma, just like where I am, how to break through that sort of barrier to be who I'm meant to be, you know, who am I meant to be, all those sorts of things. Yeah. And one spread I found was from the Van Mystic called Remove Your Fear Goggles, kind of being able to establish, like, reality and, like, fears. And oh, so, that's a good I, one, too. And those placements are me and my present situation, how fear causes me to see my situation, how I can release my fear, the reality of my present situation, and what should my next step be. So those, are the, those are the kind of, like, five positions. That, that was the only one that kind of really was in the vein of what we were talking about here that I was able to find. Yeah, so. totally. And I like that because you can easily replace fear with trauma or mm-hmm. anxiety, anxiety or worry, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all of those sorts of synonyms or whatever your specific situation is yeah. um, could all kind of be like replaced in that spread, which I really like. Yes. I okay, agree. so I think that that's probably the as best as we can do like as somebody who does not who has not experienced ptsd uh i haven't had to look specifically for spreads like that but i do feel like what your the goal of you sort of defining what your goal is in these spreads like addressing the feelings that the trauma bring up or moving through them or like because those are two different like techniques are you either trying to dig into it or trying to figure out how to move 
through it Mm -hmm. and then kind of using that to maybe even create some of your own spreads where, as we've talked about before, but we can totally talk about again, the way to create your own spread is to kind of think of your thesis statement. Like, what do I want to get out of this? And then choose questions based on getting to that point. So if what you're trying to get out of this is like moving through the field, like the flashback of trauma, Mm -hmm. if the, if that's the goal, then the goal is to find steps to move forward. And so then all the questions would be bringing you to a point, kind of like the van mystics spread is Mm -hmm. of what are the steps that I can do to move forward. And that's going to be really different than if the feeling that you're trying to dig into is like, I guess assessing the root cause of trauma, mm-hmm. like that would be a really different spread that you'd create based on that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So decks then. Decks. You know, the first thing that came to my mind that is sort of random, okay. but I think could be really good is the steampunk tarot. I thought of steampunk tarot too, actually. I was really? Like, even though it wasn't a deck that I liked when we, when we talked about it that one time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when we did not review it no uh, totally did not yeah, review it um yeah that, that one came to mind as well as i was making a list of decks with steampunk well tarot. because it's not very fan i think that the problem you had with it is that it wasn't steampunk enough. no it wasn't steampunk it's, enough that was it's more just yeah exactly just it was victorian. just like victorian era dudes <laughs> right. like doing stuff yeah exactly so i think that that would be really good because there isn't the fantasy element which is why we didn't like it that much exactly. we wanted there to be more fantasy elements <laughs> if you say it. steampunk we want steampunk yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the the tone was darker. The actual right. images themselves were darker. And by dark, we don't mean scary. We mean like the actual color the palette. The actual scene. Yeah, the yeah. color palette of the decks were a little bit darker. Um, or of that deck was a little bit darker. And so, and yeah, so I just remember that feeling yeah. kind of like a deck that would be really good for sort of And it's of very easy who, to read, like all, all yeah, of and the aligns with Rider really Waite Smith. Yeah. Totally. So that would be one. This is like an area where I don't tend to look for darks with or decks with dark color palettes. I have. So a I'm list. trying to think. Okay. So Esther probably has more part oh, of my list. list. Okay. So I thought, of course, of Deviant Moon. Even though that one is more, I would say it's more like I, like com- comic <gasps> fantasy. It's really it. It scares the shit out of me. It's it's terrifying, but also <laughs> it speaks to some people. So I had to mention it. Um, yeah. So Deviant Moon is one. I also wrote down Spellcaster's Tarot because while it is more of like a witch's witchy sort of tarot, it the colors are more bold and but the cards themselves are really great. Yeah. So, um. So that that one's kind of like in the same vein as Steampunk Tarot, where the colors are I would say more masculine. I guess not like even masculine feminine, but just. <laughs> I can't believe like three weeks in a row we were having this conversation. I know, exactly. <laughs> but that's how people frame it. Like they right. see Dex as being masculine or feminine, whether or not like we want to assign gender, gender to, to them, these right. pieces of paper. Right. I guess then what we could do, because this keeps coming up, is that we can define the masculine Dex as being Dex whose color palettes are darker. Darker. And okay. who have, le- or I guess that have less, like flowiness. Flowy? <laughs> I yeah. Say, I said I was like woo woo flowy. <laughs> because there are some like I'm thinking yeah. of like the true black tarot, which yeah. is gorgeous, but a lot of the figures have like flowing robes. Mm-hmm. I guess it's still kind of masculine because it's really, really, really dark, like yeah. in color. But also that's just I mean the duality, man. It's been something that humans have been talking about for millennia. <laughs> We're not gonna break We're not gonna solve it on that just on this episode. one podcast. But yeah, I think that that would be a good one. They mentioned Mary L. Tarot, and I know that our friend Logan absolutely adores Mary L. Tarot. There yeah, are two editions true. of it, and the first edition is absolutely terrifying, so make sure you get the second edition. <laughs> Even though the packaging is a little bit more jacked up on the second edition. It's true. So Mary L. Tarot is very nice. And also, there's a new deck called Tarot Z, which is a zombie tarot, but the but it's like not fantasy based it's kind of more apocalyptic in nature oh and it's so really not like cool. funny zombie tarot no it's not like, but the, it's not, the but actual it's not, zombie tarot is so funny yeah it's not like a yeah it's not the zombie tarot that we're used to it's called tarot z and that one it's it's more like 
Um, it, but it's not like zombies that have like brains coming out of like their skull. It's more like apocalyptic in nature, and it's really ooh yeah, cool. that one's cool. It's super cool, and it's Llewellyn, so it's easily yeah, accessible. Exactly. So yeah, that one I saw. It's like I know it's not a deck for me, but I just thought that was like a super cool deck. And I think our friend Rachel Tibbet Tibbet seventy eight may have a walkthrough of it. And if not, we will get her to post a walkthrough of it because she yeah. Has the only thing that I would say about this is that the there is more violent imagery in it. Yeah. But I guess if that's something that you're almost not hoping for, but like if you're wanting could to be connect useful, with. Yeah. Yeah. It could be useful in sort of like a trauma setting. Maybe that would be something to look for. That is creepy. Right. It is. Yeah. But like creepy, like in a different way than like deviant yeah moon <laughs> yeah 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 deviant moon just actually scares me this is like cool i yeah. like this i might yeah. need to get this deck <laughs> my mom will need it because my mom is such a zombie lover and i think haunted house tarot it's yeah i think that one's like a really really cool so who's dark that artist isn't haunted deck? house tarot the same artist as the steampunk tarot because it has similar maybe i don't know style I let me see steampunk tarot I threw I threw that box away, of course, immediately. Yeah. So let me see haunted house tarot, because th- that one's more storytelling. Allie Fell is the uh, artist for that, and Sasha Graham looks like the artist for haunted house tarot. Okay, so no, it isn't the same artist, but I think Barbara Moore has that freaking like. Oh, no, that isn't even Barbara Moore. What the hell? Why did my brain do that? Ooh, but you know what came up as suggested with that is the Darkwood Tarot, which is also by Sasha Graham. It hasn't been released yet, but from the pictures that I've seen, it seems like a really kind of balanced deck. Like the Mm -hmm. figures themselves are sort of more angular, which can be coded as masculine. The actual color tones are a little bit darker, but it also is kind of pretty and like... I feel like it, I mean, obviously we're just seeing example cards because it hasn't been released yet, but that might be something to look for additional images of. Yeah. I could see that being really, really helpful yeah. for somebody who's trying to use, trying to have like more of a doodly dude <laughs> yeah. uh, deck that also is really healing. Yeah. And just for just the throwing out there, I've seen the Dark Mirror Oracle deck really used a lot in shadow work a lot. And like it's really deep Oracle deck and it's very like it comes across very masculine. So maybe that may be a option for an Oracle if you're kind of looking for one. Wait, did you say Dark Mirror? Dark Mirror or Oracle. Dark yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've that seen a lot be... of men specifically use this deck. Yeah. I mean, I would almost say that the Wild Unknown also. Yeah, I would say, yeah, Wild Unknown. Yeah, I was like, well, Wild Unknown, but do we want to say the Wild Unknown for this? Like, (laughs) I mean, a lot of people already have that. I don't. I refuse. (laughs) Although when we reviewed it, I was like, maybe I do want it. Maybe I do want it. That's my own problem. (laughs) Um, But I think that that card seems very direct and a little bit Mm -hmm. like stark in kind of some ways, but a lot of people say that it's incredibly healing so yeah. maybe that could be a good area to yeah. explore too i think this is just something where you kind of have to just look at the deck and decide where your heart is kind of pulling you for that because like our definitions of masculine may not be anyone the else's say, definitions yeah exactly of masculine. exactly <laughs> but this is giving me kind of like i tend to not skew towards decks that have like literally dark images yeah but some of these are really cool yeah the the tarot z one is one i keep looking at i'm like oh but i won't use it because it's it's but it's really cool but i don't think i'll use it but it's really cool have you seen the dark grimoire tarot (laughs) yeah that was one that i read online that people but i wasn't sure if that was too fantasy based oh yeah for sure is now that i'm looking (laughs) i zoomed in on a card and it's just like full-blown a knight templar (laughs) good call esther I was like, well, this way it says Grimoire, and I don't know if Grimoire actually means Grimoire, if it means just, like, wizard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what's the goal here? Um, but speaking of, I just placed an order for the Murder of Crows. Oh, I love the Murder of Crows. It's going to be so fucking good. Awesome. Well, I think that that's it, Savan. Mm-hmm. Uh, good luck. I think that, like, yeah, using a lot of people seem to use tarot for tra- for help with trauma. Yeah. Um, that isn't an area that I've really explored that much because thankfully my life has been largely 
not traumatic and yeah. I also have this weird brain disorder where I just like forget bad forget things almost bad immediately things, yeah. it's like a self-preservation technique that I developed at some point I have no <laughs> idea um but I I compartmentalize stuff like crazy so I am probably not the most helpful person but I hope that that helped in some way yeah and good luck to your husband that's yeah, really stressful that's really but that's really cool that he's also getting to tarot I like that. Yeah, seriously. I love it when people do that sort of thing together. Yeah. And moving on. We have any no update, Holly? Still. Nope, no updates. <laughs> <laughs> As of one hour later, we have received no emails. Yeah, exactly. We've received no emails about our deck, and there's nothing else happening. And no one okay, checks Patreon so, an hour. Okay, we're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This might end up being a short episode, but you're welcome for not for not making your earballs bleed for for an hour. Your earballs. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk more about this Twitter thread. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, gonna, so. and now Holly will do a dramatic reading of this. Yeah, let Twitter me read thread. all 150 <laughs> tweets about this Princess Bride rewatch. Okay, so this week we're talking about the Lisa Frank Tarot, which I'm super excited about because it brings up really interesting topics to me. And also it's adorable. It's very nostalgic for me. Like, this is my yeah. childhood. This is, like, one of the things I could enjoy as a child. So, like, because it wasn't tied to magic and it wasn't tied to the devil. So... Lisa my Frank. parents just never would buy me fancy stuff like that. Oh, like, oh I, rarely. I think I got one folder one time and a trapper keeper and that was it but lisa frank was my whole life yeah you're like i love her i i was way more into sanrio actually i think and that was super expensive but i didn't have very much sanrio i think that i just had like a a bunch of a small erasers yes yeah (laughs) but i'm trying to think of where i would have even gotten them because i didn't live anywhere near a mall how was i accessing sanrio stuff i have no idea Anyway, we're not talking about Sanrio. We're talking about Lisa Frank Tarot. <laughs> so this deck was a conceptual major arcana de- deck designed by Ariel Hart. Uh, in 2016, the Huffington Post wrote an article about how people were so enthusiastic about it. And that kind of like spiraled into some instructional articles about how to make this deck on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, the most commonly cited one is the Haunted Housewife who made a step-by-step guide using makingplayingcards.com to uh to like print out the deck on your own instead of just doing it on your home printer um and one of the paragraphs from the Huffington Post article describes the deck like this which made me laugh pretty hard <laughs> today artist and social media maven Ariel Hart is turning the internet into one giant amorphous screaming tween girl with a glorious creation that is her Lisa Frank tarot deck Inspired by the Hello Kitty exhibit at the Japanese American National Museum in Los Angeles, Hart brought back all of your favorite childhood Lisa Frank characters, the flirty puppies, the showbiz bear, the koi cheetah, to help read your energies and determine your fate. So I want to hear about how you did this to start. So I used the Haunted Housewives whatever blog link that is. We'll link it in the show notes. I used her post because I think this is like literally the second deck I got. Yeah, because, I think, so I think too. it was like literally the second deck I got because I was like, oh, I can do this. And I love Lisa Frank, as I've always already established. <laughs> I was a very poor child, but Lisa Frank was everything. And I love Lisa Frank. So I did that. So I basically what you do is you save all of the images. It's only Major Arcana. So you're only saving 23 images. And the 23rd image is the back because yes. you can load the back into make playing cards. So you load them into make playing cards. And then you basically, you can now make playing cards. When I did it, I, there was only very basic, like, choices. Yeah, I think maybe three different cards. Maybe three different card stocks and whatever. Now you can do, like, metallic edging. You can do plastic. You can, like, it is bonkers what you can do now. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody has holographic printed ones from make playing cards. It's amazing. It is amazing. So I feel like I'm going to, like, after we finish this, I'm going to make another Lisa Frank deck because I need, like, a whole blinged out version. So That's basically, hilarious. and so once you do that, like literally, I think I picked like a mid grade mid grade cardstock for that, and then like shipped to me. It's like eighteen bucks. So do not go on Etsy and buy this deck. Yeah, for no, bucks. people will try to sell it to you in various places, and it is never worth it. It is no. always cheaper to just do it yourself. Always do it because it really only takes like twenty minutes, maybe twenty minutes. If if you can't figure out the website, maybe thirty minutes, but. 
Yeah. The, the outline makes it like the haunted housewife. Like she explains it step by Directions. step so easily. You don't need like to freak out about it. You'll be fine. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this deck is that there are a lot of like concept major arcana decks out on the internet. There's a Disney one that is mm-hmm. really cool. All of those concept decks, as long as you're not trying to sell them, you're super welcome to print them for the most part. And yes. a lot of artists will just say that. They may charge you like $2 to download or something like yeah. that, but they can't. If it's something like Disney or Lisa Frank, like they have organizations with attorneys who are not going to let people make money from this. So usually yeah. the artists are just like, go ahead. Do yeah. whatever you want I with it. I think there's it. like it's a Lord my... of the Rings tarot that's missing every, like it's only missing like one mm-hmm. card. So even if you made your, like if you kind of just threw together one card yourself, like yeah. just doing printing it yourself is just so much easier and it's really inexpensive. Like, literally 18 bucks shipped to you yeah the only problem that just occurred to me is that the make playing cards people are still being impacted by the coronavirus well so by the time this episode airs hopefully we'll when this episode finished. airs yeah that won't be a problem anymore <laughs> um but yeah it's cool because yeah. i think that people are really intimidated by the idea of making their own cards it's really not difficult even no. if you wanted to create a personal deck just for yourself mm-hmm. you could do that and just print one copy through yeah. making make playing cards for less than 30 bucks easily. Well, Jamie Sawyer's been doing the bit emoji Lenormand and t- yeah. teaching others how to do that. So I think that's like a really like if you even if you don't like Lisa Frank, just kind of getting like some practice of printing your own deck because like all of us have our own art styles and at any point we're like, "Oh, I like this idea. This idea should be a tarot deck, but it's not a tarot deck you can really sell, but you kind of just want to make it for yourself." Yeah, that's totally and that's that totally fine. That's such yeah. a cool way to flex some creative muscles. Yeah. And I really, I dig it. Yeah, I love it. Um, Okay, so where to find it? We kind of talked about that. How it physically is, it just depends on what you want. It doesn't come with a box. It doesn't come with a book. It just comes with the cards and however you get them printed. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely. Which is exciting. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I've never used this deck for reading, so tell me about, or I guess actually general impressions. Let's talk about your general impressions. It's very colorful. Let's yes, that frank. is true. It's like yes. a, a rainbow exploding unicorn. Like that's yeah, it it it's is so literally colorful. Lisa Frank. It it's, is. Colorful. I don't know how the artist did this without Lisa Frank. Like this is like amazing. I know. Photoshop. <laughs> At first, I thought it was like the uh, Pixies' astonishing Lenormand, where they where he like used oh, yeah. elements from <laughs> other art of hers to create new cards because it's so so similar. good. And it has Lisa so Frank at, like, at the bottom, like you would see like on every Trapper Keeper. Yeah, and the I'm signature. Yeah. Um, the deck reads actually really, really powerfully and really strong. Because usually when I'll do major arcana readings, I'll do like um, like window in the door. The window is kind of what you see in the future. And the door is how to get there, basically. Oh, And cool. so like I'll it. use like a spread like that for majors. And it's been really powerful because I think it was like the tower and death or something. And I'm like, oh, great, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So it it, it reads really powerful, but because of the colors and stuff, it doesn't read as dark, if that makes any sense. Yeah. There's not that dark feeling Well, yeah, literally, it's so vibrant that it feels like more... It feels like positive change. Yeah. Like negative, if that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. Well, and also the tower card is literally a gigantic Sunday. Yeah. Like, that (laughs) is not scary. How can you be mad at the tower? Unless you're lactose intolerant and you're being forced to eat it. (laughs) It's just, like, not intimidating. It's just so cute. Yes. That's kind of my general impression, too. I am generally too lazy to print it because I also, like I said, don't have as strong of an affinity for... Lisa Frank, but I do think that it seems just like, like very fun, like yeah. super funny. Like when we talk about our favorite cards, some of the cards are just this funny, fucking funny. Yes, just fucking funny. It's so just great, so and I think that yeah. it's so cool to see people kind of create in this way. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, yes, I do too. Oh, what so kind? Of, so you've you, you since it's majors only, you kind of touched on this. It you use it in ways in which it would be like you need a message message right right like yeah overarching exactly. theme like there's a specific purpose and intent for me to pull cards for this whether yeah. it be i think when i did it first i did it for practice like a car of the day for practicing the major arcana sort of thing but also just oh, like short smart. little to the point spreads because yeah you don't want to give like a like whatever celtic cross to for like <laughs> 22 <laughs> major cards <laughs> that would be a nightmare not yes. interested yeah exactly 
okay, so let's talk about favorite cards. Okay, favorite oh, cards. My... Okay, so I feel like we have to just get this one out of the way because it's going to be both of our favorite cards. And uh, I think it's, it's almost everyone's favorite card. Time favorite card of any tarot deck on this planet. This yes. or any planet, Esther. <laughs> any planet. This or, star. or any planet. Yes. It's, and I think this is like all across the board. When you say this deck, the devil is the best card. So freaking so good. <laughs> it is so, so freaking good. It's it's like this bikini banana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's with, the only way to describe her, it. With her gang of watermelon and pineapple just chilling at the beach. And it's called the devil. <laughs> I love it It's so just so much. funny. It's just so funny. It. So it. since I'm less familiar with the Lisa Frank sort of oeuvre, I didn't realize there were aliens involved. Like in yes. the lover's card, it's aliens. I'd never yes. seen the Lisa Frank aliens. They're so adorable. I think adorable. the aliens were like a later addition to Lisa Frank, if I remember correctly. Because when the aliens came along, you know me and aliens. I'm like, aliens, okay. Ugh. So <laughs> I was I have the exact aliens. opposite response. Yeah. I'm like, oh, aliens. <laughs> but yes, the, the lovers is aliens. I guess they're cute. I will allow you to to say they're cute because I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it <laughs> i'll allow it this one time aliens are allowed to be cute i do love the hermit because this was my trapper keeper this yes. leopard was my notebook and tra- oh i think that the the whole like what i want from lisa frank is leopard print over like neon rainbow. Yes. That's what I want from Lisa Frank. So yes. that card is just perfect. Yes, it's perfect. Yeah. So it's it's the this leopard with the they put a lantern there. I don't know if the lantern was originally in Lisa Frank or not. Who knows? It matches. It's fine. <laughs> but this was literally like my exact aesthetic as which also this is my birth card. So I mean it kind of fits. So Oh yeah. <laughs> That is so cute. Also it's resting its tiny little chin on the it's lantern. So cute a little baby. Um, I also love the star because Free Willy was very popular when I was a child. And so it's basically Free Willy. Free Willy. It's so good. I think I watched that movie movie times. So much. And my brother's name is Will also, so people used to say that to him all the time. Although he was a very slender child, so (laughs) it wasn't like a fat shaming thing. (laughs) It wasn't I do also love the Empress. Look I the love cat. the Empress. The Empress is so perfect. She's like a fluffy, fluffy white cat who's like sitting on jewels she, and wearing a, a jeweled crown. Oh, you know, so there's cute. some general energy between this and the Kawaii Tarot with all of those multicolored stars. Yes. Yes. They, they share that. Yes, I agree. And actually, the Kawaii Tarot is a tiny bit Sanrio-y. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's, I thought. I think so, too. Is there a Sanrio tarot? There is a Hello Kitty tarot, and it's oh, super right, right. expensive in Japan. Oh, Extremely right. Extremely expensive. Does it have the whole entire, like, cast? I don't know of, if it has the cast. Or is it just all I Hello Kitty? Think, I think it has Hello her, Kitty's some of her not friends, my I think. Maybe I got... Oh, my God. <laughs> we had a neighbor three houses down whose mom was Japanese, like, oh. from Japan. That's where I got all the Sanrio shit. Duh, oh. <laughs> Good call, I was like, Holly. how did I access this? How did I ever get all oh. this stuff? You oh, my neighbor it. and childhood friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And my last favorite is Temperance, just because of all the colors of the rainbow and that, um, what is it called? Not butterfly. <laughs> hummingbird. hummingbird. I was like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> How is that hummingbird holding two cups in its little claws? It's, it's like little It's claws. so cute. It I so love cute. it so much. <laughs> it's so ridiculously cute. <laughs> I love it so much. That too. is so cute. So those are my favorites, so. I think that those are also my favorites. The only other ones, like, I also super love the Temperance. I like that the world is cool because it has a lot of her different characters and also her logo. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of nice as, like, the culmination of the Major Arcana to be like, it's all part of Lisa Frank's world. (laughs) That's the song that goes with it. That's the theme song for Lisa Frank. Exactly. Um, but I love pop art stuff like this mm-hmm. so much that it just makes I just can't get over the fucking devil card. <laughs> that that banana. so happy. It's I feel like I need a tattoo on my hat. body. It's what? wearing a cowboy hat. Oh, yeah. It's wearing a cowboy hat. Like a, like a fuzzy cowboy hat. Like, I feel like. It's so nice. It's like a Jamiroquai cowboy yes. hat. <laughs> That's a Jamiroquai. Ah. <laughs> but there's also another Jamiroquai. Uh, the Fool is kind of Jamiroquai, too, because of his... <laughs> outfit and then very true stuff there's also dogs on it but anyway yeah i think that probably my absolute favorites are uh obviously the devil 
And then I really, really, really like the Empress also. So yeah. Those are probably my two faves. Yeah. It's just so cute. It's so cute. I could literally have had like all 22 cards be favorites. Except for the aliens. Yeah. But I'm allowing it this time. So I'll I'm count allowing 22. It. <laughs> I, and I swear to God on Instagram, there are a couple of accounts that have minor arcana cards. Like this one says Page of Cups. It's not the, it's obviously not the same artist, but yeah. somebody on Etsy must have been selling it. And I just, it's not the same artist. It isn't quite, it's nowhere near as well done as Ariel's. Yeah. Um, but still, the colors are there. So yeah. it could be fun if that's sort of the thing that you're after. Yeah. So something to check out. If you look at hashtag, at the hashtag Lisa Frank Tarot on Instagram, you can find some stuff. Oh, it's so fun. Well, we're only 40 minutes into recording, Esther. What are you going to do? <laughs> this is what happens when we get a majors only deck. I know. On and also, <laughs> neither of our questions required doing a reading. I know. I just realized. <laughs> so I guess this was just a short one. Yeah. Oh, you need to pull a card to represent our relationships with the deck, well, I guess. Just, and... Well, since I can't find it, I'm just going to, fl- since they're not in oh, the order on the website. Oh, you couldn't find it? No, because it was, it was, it, I've been moving all my tarot decks around because of organization. I thought you were just saying that you were looking for it, not that like it was gone. No, gone. it was, it was, it's somewhere it's in my house, <laughs> my very small house. So since the cards aren't any order, I'm going to just scroll through and stop on a particular card and we'll see what happens. There you go. That's a strategy. <laughs> I'll tell you when to stop. Okay. okay. Uh, stop. Oh, some birth control pills. <laughs> an ad. <laughs> an ad. <laughs> Okay, try again. One more time. Uh, stop. Justice. Oh, Yay! This is teddy bear. Oh, teddy good. Bear. Oh, I like the, the colorful musical note behind it. I know. Okay, and I'm going to stop here. I got the Hierophant, which is a polar bear on his throne with a sword. I remember liking the polar bears yeah, a lot also. Yeah, he was so cute. And, and the puffins. She did the puffins really well. Yeah. I love that. The beaks. Oh, my God. Yeah, so cute. So pretty. Okay, so next week we're going to be talking about the Spacious Tarot. Yeah, we are. And that's going to be the episode that airs while I'm in Portugal. Hey, so if everything so goes to shit, you don't have to see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if somehow we do that terribly poorly. Uh, so since we... Do you want to tell me about any fun books you're reading? I want to tell you about a book I read. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not reading any books. I have been marathoning Franking in Grace on Netflix. Grace and Frankie, girl. Grace and Frankie, <laughs> sure. Frankie and Grace. <laughs> I thought you said Franken and Grace, too. I was <laughs> no. like, what? No. Uh, we'll go so through our whole end of episode spiel, but we're currently at 43 minutes of recording, <laughs> which is like 17 minutes shorter than our normal episodes. <laughs> okay, so, so I'm going to tell you about... <clears throat> I'm going to tell you about a book that I just read okay. uh, that I really liked, and I thought it was going to be way too bananas because there's so much going on. Obviously, it's romance. Um... There was so much going on. It was called The Duke Redemption. It's by Grace Calloway. And girl, it starts with an orgy in a historical room. Like the first scene is an orgy. And this is not an erotic romance. This is like full-blown regular romance. Okay. And it starts in an orgy. So then there are like four different plots happening. She's like this like kind of self-made woman who like has all this like trauma from her past because she had been a beautiful debutante and then she got scarred like horribly disfigured <laughs> theoretically she didn't really she just had one small scar on her cheek but british oh, but society like in, has in society properly like she's scarred yeah. the rest of yeah, her life exactly it like caused all this shit with her family where like both of her parents end up dying because of this scar <laughs> what and what? then then there's like a set of the other plot is that like they're trying to build a railroad through her uh, property that she bought to kind of escape from society. The hero is the representative from this company who's trying to build this railroad. So he's okay. like a self-made dude too. Then there's arson. Then there's kidnapping. Then there, it's just like on and on and on all these bananas things <laughs> happening. And yet somehow at the end, I was like, this was beautiful. This is the best <laughs> romance I've read this year. I was so amazed at how all of these completely batshit insane things happening oh my culminated gosh. in this love story really feeling great. And I think part of it is that, and this is what I've realized over the last year, I only want couples that communicate the entire time. I don't want okay. any, like, 
I mean, I guess this still sort of had some misunderstandings. Like, I don't know why she would love me. I don't know why he would love me. But they're pretty upfront with each other from the get-go about the fact that they have feelings for each other, which is what I want in a romance. I think it's because I'm 32 and I don't (laughs) feel like reading a bunch of 20-year-olds being like, "Eh, I love him so much I'm never speaking to him I know. That frustrates me. I'm just like, just talk to them. Just do the mouthy thing. (laughs) Yeah. And mouthy thing in the kissing ways or the non-kissing, just speaking ways. (laughs) Like the speaking ways, yeah. But I guess there is a point where she, like there are some miscommunications, but somehow they just totally pulled it off and it brought up something to me that I would like to see in more historical romance novels, which are mudlarks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which are sex clubs. No, which are mudlarks. Do you know what a mudlark is? That sounds like a bird. Oh, no, but that's so cute. Uh, no, a mudlark was like a very, very poor child who would basically like try to find dropped coins or treasure in the river. Oh, okay. And so they were very muddy and they like kind of were like roving gangs of really poor kids. But the mudlark community ends up being a pretty pivotal like situation or group in this novel. And they have like a secretive leader and they have this like motto, like, I'm going to read you the motto because I have to find it. it I was like, <laughs> I love this book so much. It, this motto made me full-blown cry. Oh, um, oh my gosh. It's, it's like at the very end, so I should be able to get there pretty easily. That's I like fine. that this is our my uh, attempt of- at prolonging the episode is just like talking about <laughs> let's, one Let's not do readings novel. for each other. Let's just talk about books. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about Tara, but no, we're going to talk about a romance novel instead. Okay, so the, the Mudlark, Mudlark motto is... A wrong against me you'll regret, but a favor to me I'll never forget. Because basically their whole thing is like, if somebody does you a favor, you owe them. And so the whole culmination is basically where mudlarks come in and save the day. Because... Do you, I'm gonna, just going to give it's you a spoiler. You, all of you should read this book, but it not. I mean, if you like romance, if you don't like romance, please don't read it because I don't want to hear your opinion about it if you already know you hate romance. But she, the reason she got the scar is because this like asshole industrialist was like beating up a mudlark for like getting oh. in his way or something. And she went to go stop him. And uh-huh. in that scuffle, her horse like reared up and threw her and she got oh, the scar. Okay. And so the... I mean, just like it was just so sweet so touching so the mother the mother that she saved is like an adult because it's like 10 years later he's right. like an 18 year old now and his little brother is the one who saves her from this Aww. like culmination of all of this crazy drama yeah and she she's like like how did you even know i've never seen you before and then the mudlark that she saved 10 years earlier comes out from the shadows and says that motto oh my god that's so sweet so it made me think there are like a lot of romance novels from the last five years where that's sort of like london underbelly i think even like like sarah mclean's most recent series sort of has Mm -hmm. components of these like look out kids who are from these poor areas. But I just mm-hmm. love that in a romance so much because yeah. it brings the opportunity to talk about these like social, people think of historical romance as being like ballrooms all the time. Yes. And I only like, the, I found, I mostly like the historical romances where the ballrooms are like, so not related to any of yeah. that. Like yeah. it's not all fancy people mm-hmm. there's like a lot of just like more interesting dynamic people they get to kind of like remark on societal fairness anyway this yeah. is just like a freaking Aww. fun great mysterious <laughs> there was like a central mystery a secondary mystery yeah. like adventure action and normally i don't tend to be drawn towards that but there was so little angst between the couple that i was just mm-hmm. like that was so much fun good so, oh that's good yeah, you should like all it. read The Duke Redemption. And the funny thing is that the title is referring not to either of the lead characters. The redemption oh. is actually of her brother, who's a duke. And he oh. finally has the chance to redeem. Oh. There's like this whole tertiary plot where she hasn't spoken to him since their parents. It's just like awesome. But so bananas. <laughs> so bananas anyway. and awesome. <laughs> so that's been my favorite book that I've read this year, I Aww. think, probably. I love that. <laughs> like, I'm just... Like, <laughs> Wait, this I'm has become so book intense. club 2.0 with well, yeah exactly just like a very brief book club with holly 
<laughs> actually, no, because I also read I also read Red, White, and Royal Blue this year, which actually is my favorite romance novel of the year. <laughs> Have you started it yet? I've already I've read it, and I'm reading through it like a second time now. So <laughs> isn't it? So it's so precious. Good. It's, so, it's good. so good. So that's yeah. another one. If you and that one's male male, so that's kind of cool. It's more yeah. of like a queer romance, and it's between the first son of the United States and the Prince of England. Yes. <laughs> And, and, it's and also the timeline is so different and it makes me feel so hopeful for the future, even though everything's I know, shit. Because <laughs> it literally takes place in like 2018, 2019, but as if the first female president had been elected and she's this like badass Texan lady who like <laughs> has these biracial children yeah. and like like brings home delivery pizza when they need to have a heart to heart and stuff. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. So, so good. Ugh, everyone should be reading more romance. It's the best. It is. It's so it's so uplifting. <laughs> and if you're still with us, that's our show this week. <laughs> oh, thank you for the commercial break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just generally like prophetizing about romance as per romance. usual. <laughs> we're we're tarot and romance evangelists. These are our two loves. Yes, very much so. And in fact, we had somebody suggest to us a tarot romance that I just got my copy of. And then I have a copy coming for Esther that we will be doing at some point. Um, But don't forget to send us your questions and check out our website. (laughs) If you don't send us questions, you can't romance with Holly. (laughs) We have questions. Just I did a bad job of organizing them in such a way because normally my methodology for this, and you're welcome to keep this in Esther. I don't care if people know. My methodology is I try to do one question where it's our opinion and one question where it's tarot. And that's like (laughs) usually pretty good. But yesterday I was writing two outlines at once because we recorded twice today. And I, you put the tarot heavy the first time. Yeah, exactly. I accidentally copied and pasted two tarot questions of the first episode today and two non-tarot questions in the second episode. And now I am even more confirmed that my initial strategy was correct because you've seen what happens when we do two non-tarot questions in one episode. So send us your questions. We love giving our opinions, but we also love reading for you. Um, and you can find all that stuff at wildlytarot.com. And as per usual, please tell your friends about us and write and review us on all the Maybe websites. this shouldn't please. be the first episode they listen to. <laughs> if this is your first episode, please go back to our previous episode and, and review us on that episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And as, as always, we would love to give a big thanks to At Wild Women Magic for putting together show notes with timestamps for our website. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. Just wildly tarot. Just wildly. <laughs> just all over the place. Mudlark. That, Mudlark. I don't know. Tarot-y. Mudlark the, mudlark the tarot-y something. Anyway. Okay. Love you. We love you. <laughs>